Hi, everyone. Welcome to Next in Line. I'm your host, Tyler, and we have with us Jordan Ash. How Hi. are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, you know, up and down here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that deeply. So how, how are you doing in this, like currently in the climate of what's going on, like pandemic, um, everything? I, I mean, I guess I will say I'm better than I have been in the weeks before. And I can say that every other week, every other week is better. So um, it's just been about balance and, you know, trying to read the room, figure out if certain things are appropriate for me to like be posting right now. I'm trying to share more information and also trying to share the stuff that I'm actually doing. So I've just been, um, searching for balance in that and then the summer solstice was yesterday so like, trying to trying to get it together for our, our summer hopefully july will be great wait but that i heard that supposedly we were like moving into i mean we're in cancer season cancer season is here mm-hmm. but then like the solstice i think it had something to do with scorpio or something or am i lying my friend was trying to tell me the other day i have no idea i didn't read anything about solstice and scorpio no i don't know anything about that but <laughs> i know it's cancer season there's a lot in retrograde at the moment so maybe maybe that's what they were referring to yeah actually i think it was retrograde i'm terrible at that i just know <laughs> a small amount of my chart like mm-hmm. very very small amount um so have you been like i know that the past weeks, a lot of people have been protesting. Have you been protesting? Individuals, donations, companies you're really supporting? Um, I've been supporting monetarily as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been marching. I marched. I protested a couple of times. I went to a vigil for um, Toyin last week. Um, last month, I went to a few protests, but I'm also... Um, trying to do like social distancing or I guess not even social distance distancing at this point I'm trying to like uh self-quarantine just mm-hmm. because I've been mm-hmm. out a lot right. uh, so yeah I think it's really important for people who are protesting to also go get tested especially since it's free free and accessible now so that's what I'm on I'm gonna get tested tomorrow after I vote because voting is also very fucking important right now very very important i hope everyone's registered to vote or you mm-hmm. have an absentee ballot like get ready because please pull up we need you to pull up like no games i did my job last you know the last time we voted but i need people to pull up absolutely but um what about um i know last time we were talking but um I wanted to play a game of, of keep and cancel. And basically you pick two companies, brands, whoever, to either keep or cancel that you are no longer supporting. Like, especially now in the social media time where everyone's jumping on the bandwagon, kind of like trying to show face or save face to be so, you know, behind the movements, but never were before. So just go ahead and shout out some. Um, I think for me, a lot of the people, um, I guess, not supporting or choosing to not support are people I already wasn't supporting. So it's a matter of like, who will I continue to not spend my dollar with for me? And that's like Virgil and Don C. Mm -hmm. Um, They are some designers who 
Um, I didn't really appreciate the verbiage they were using um, when their stores got looted or when their friends' stores got looted. Um, it was a lot of degrading talk towards the young black and brown people, but like black and brown people as a whole that I didn't appreciate. I didn't appreciate the way that they didn't show up for the community, for mm -hmm. their community and their audience. So those are people I'm not, I'm going to continue to not support and that I encourage other people to also not support. No, I agree. I've never, so like this sounds mean, but I've like never really supported Virgil. I just don't believe that he's behind black women. Mm -hmm. And like even his apology, like I read the apology that he gave over Instagram and he like was even speaking in a place of privilege the way he was talking about himself. And yeah. just, it was just like so, it, it just didn't even sound like a black man. Like he was think, just talking in a weird space. I think, I mean, to break it down, there's not one monolithic like vision of blackness right but right like, right i just need you to be supportive of all different types of blackness and virgil doesn't give me that right that is he was giving me Dunsey said that the people who looted his store must have underdeveloped brains wow. and that he was going to sit outside of his shop with um a shotgun ready for next time and it's just like 17 year olds because who the fuck else is like wearing Don C at this moment I don't I don't know people to be wearing Don C but apparently the youth looted his store and if that's what you think of the youth of the people who are buying your shit and making right. sure that your name is still a name then I can't fuck with it so yeah no I mean I didn't even know he said that but I just even with Vir I know Virgil was making his statements about people breaking into a store and I'm like okay let's it's not, it, the, looted, the looting is literally the least important part. People need to stop focusing on it. Like it's, you know, right. like you have insurance, you have insurance. Like right. I'm not saying you'll that, you know, you'll, you'll get the get shit back. It. A life doesn't come back. Like you can't go and replace this. You can't call up your insurance and get a new life back. That's not the mm -hmm. same. So especially as like a black man in this kind of movement, he should have just stood behind it. But, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess you don't know no better. <laughs> not all skin folk is skin folk and that's something Period. i'm realizing a lot like you think all these people are down for you all these brands who are magically calling themselves small businesses when we're asking people to <laughs> put up and show up and donate for black lives now they're a small business but they're not a small business when they're doing anything else that they ask they're asking for money and support from from their audience which is us so that's something we also have to keep in mind too no, I 100% agree. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like even um, I'm seeing brands like The Wang, uh, Refinery, uh, makeup brands like Milk Makeup. Like oh, some like, brands are coming forward and like trying to, you know, show that they really are about this. And then some are just like getting called out and getting dragged <laughs> for yeah, like, what's really I can't going even, on. I cannot even talk about The Wing in my time at The Wing anymore, honestly. Cause it would just be like counterproductive to all the all the therapy I've been in because of the wings. I oh, can't no. even do that. But like, people know, and it's just like people are waking up. There's people who have already been woke, and you know we're gonna continue to. It's gonna keep being the beginning of the revolution until everybody is on the same fucking page. Right. But right. we need to get everybody on the same page, and then once we're on the same page, we can move on. 
there's like um oh i keep forgetting his name i don't follow him on instagram but i've seen some of his videos he's like chocolate man kind of big always yelling dr omar i've seen him but not him i feel like is is it i don't i feel like i want to say killer mike but i can't not 100 sure if that's his name okay well but, killer mike is somebody who's been speaking out so maybe Yes. Okay. No, then I, it probably is him. He was saying like, I understand all black people, like we want to stand together, but like there could be a, when we all collectively decide like, okay, I'm not going to show up to work because of this. And we all collectively agree to be on one playing field. We can move forward. Like it'll, this is just the beginning of it. But like, once we all come together, all show up, we can move forward with these allies, air quotes. <laughs> We can I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been seeing people who claim to be allies actually right. being allies, and that's what I fuck with because I want to see it at this point. I don't want you to just tell me in my DMs, like, yeah, I'm your ally and I'm here for you, but you're really not. So I've been seeing people who have been claiming themselves to be allies, especially non black and brown people or white passing people just um, showing up, and I appreciate that, but that's just the beginning. So once we figure out, the next step or once we get all on the same page i think we'll be a little bit more put together no i agree so i know that you grew up in new york so i wanted you to kind of like give a little rundown on your background uh you know where you went to school internships where you worked i know you have like a very like amazing resume so really i like that you, you do nice. have a good resume <laughs> You do like you do have a good resume. You do. It's it's concise, yeah. honey. It's not a game. Tell it to these corporations, girl. I'm still I will retweet on, it. I'm I will still retweet waiting it. on my first like real actual job. But um I go by life with Jordan on all things, the internet. Um I recently decided I'm a storyteller. So I have a podcast called Dating in NYC in which I speak about the stories in love, sex, and dating as told by black and brown creatives and essentially sharing our voices and sharing our stories to normalize black love and to normalize learning as a whole. Um, I also have a platform called True to Us, which um, it specializes in black and brown women who are interested in the streetwear and sneaker industry. Um, I've always been someone who's been into that. Going back to like where I've interned, I've interned for Complex on their style network. I interned for uh, Mary's the Mob. I did intern for Vashity and a few other um, hip hop based magazines all at the same time, just looking to get it in at the streetwear industry and the the lack of accessibility that comes in these spaces is what hinders a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make a platform for women to know about these things and to also get their stories to be told. Because like I said, um, there's not one monolithic view of what women in streetwear looks like. But then if you look at marketing, there is, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I do that. I also am a writer. I have written for... Pitchfork, I've written for Fashionista. I've written for a lot of people now that I think about it. See? So, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting over here trying to think if I'm gonna give the whole rundown and no. But yeah, um, I did that. A lot of my background is in music journalism. And now I'm here, refiguring <laughs> out, figuring out what my new normal is gonna look like. That's my, my goal right now. 
Okay, see, and you you were like, oh, do I have a, you, did you hear your resume? Like, Girl, because I got to think about it sometimes, <laughs> and I have to remind myself. If it was short, you would remember all of it quickly, <laughs> you know, like in a heartbeat. Yeah. But good. I mean, with, with going through all of that experience, like all of the hip hop magazines, uh, uh, MOB, like all the places you've interned, independently worked, like how do you stay unapologetic in like your creative space? Like not worrying about outside influences and especially in the creative world, you know, like everything's so subjective, you know, yeah. like what I think is good and what you think is good, like writing, styling, you know, just all ideas in, in general. Like, so how do you stay unapologetic in like your own space of creativity? Um, for me, I definitely try to um, remember that I, my writing is for me and writing has always been this kind of moment of getting something out of my head and into paper and into reality so I need to know that what I do and what I write is for me and once I release it or hit publish it no longer belongs to me mm. so I don't I can't get offended when um you know people are criticizing or you know people don't engage with it as I would like it to because it doesn't belong to me anymore yeah so uh, like that detachment is something that took a very long time but now that we're here it helps me to um feel better about creating content because that way after the fact I'm like okay cool well this didn't work out so we won't do this again but my message needs to be delivered in the same way so that's something that I keep in mind I also um, try not to tell so many people about what I'm doing until it's done. Yes. Yeah. I notice like a lot of people and I don't even think they do it on purpose or to be hateful, but like, you know, that, that panic kind of sets in when you have a new idea for something and then people are like, well, you know, there's already spaces for that. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. But my space is not there. What I want to see is not there. Period. And people <laughs> might not relate to it. It might be something that turns into offensive because people just don't relate to it. But I'll never know if people do relate to it if I don't put it out. So, like, I like to put shit out when it's done. That works for me. Okay, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. What about your support system? Like, what is, I know New York is, like, the place, especially in the creative industry, I feel like you need a strong, unique support system. Mm -hmm. So, like, what is, is it your family, your close friends? other relatives um, I, I would say my close friends are very supportive um we're all in different realms of the creative industry so it's like in the event that i do get modeling gigs which knock on wood i'm, I'm waiting on one but like i'll get my friends to send like to read over my contracts mm -hmm. so that i know what it's saying so that i know i'm getting what i'm supposed to be getting um i have another friend who is really good at constructing emails. So like I might draft an email cause I'm pitching something and I'll send it over to her and like she'll support me in that way. And it's, it's like a big circle of um, supporting one another. So I know I used to be very um, hesitant to ask for help and you know, I wanted to be able to do everything by myself and sometimes I really can't. Right, true. So I, like me overwhelming myself for something that I really can't do by myself makes no sense. So 
um, reaching out and being able to ask my friends and having them actually show up for me when I ask them is super important. And they, and they do that. So, yeah. Okay. I love that because I feel like, especially in your mid twenties, you're trying to already, you're still trying to find yourself in general, not only just in your career. So you're, you need to have a good core foundation to really like help you grow, you know, like it's, impossible to thrive I feel like without a support system like you said like sometimes I would get in that mentality saying oh I'm just gonna do it all on my own I don't need anyone to help me but you're right you know we need friends to help us have a real good support system yeah but- we definitely do have to have to because people will make you seem like you're going crazy for asking <laughs> the things you should be asking for so nah Okay, well, what about like your idea of success? Because one reason why I started this podcast was just that I wanted to talk to other like-minded creatives that are still, you know, looking to grow and jump into the next level of their, their career space, whatever that is, you know, and, you know, the next in line for that. And you know, so what does success look like to you? Because I know it's, it's different to everybody, obviously. Like, so in, in your line of work, where you are right now, do you feel like you're doing what you should be doing? Because I feel like, especially in your 20s, we're like, okay, I'm this age. Am I doing what the hell I should be doing? Am I wasting my time? Yeah. What am I doing? We, we all have those mid-crisis thinking like, oh, shit, maybe I need to, to rethink what I'm doing. Is this smart? Mm. I don't know. I've had to redefine my definition of success. Mm-hmm. multiple times and I think I will have to continue to do so multiple times throughout my career because if I have if I base my success off of like having a salary job I wouldn't be <laughs> successful because no <laughs> nobody's giving up salary jobs in in media anymore it's right still it's like even if they are it's not going to you despite how many years you've gone to school despite how much uh stuff you have under your belt is not going to you it's going to their friend or their family member first right Mm -hmm. so I've had to and I constantly 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 think about what success looks like to me um as of right now do I feel successful no but I feel like I know what I need to do in order for me to be successful so it's about taking them those steps and also enjoying the process on the way so that when I do feel successful, it doesn't just feel like, all right, so what's next? It's like, okay, cool. Remember when you had X, Y, and Z or you was doing X, Y, and Z? Now you're here. And you should, just as you enjoy that moment, you should enjoy this moment. So that's what I'm working towards now. Okay. I mean, well, you mentioned like having a corporate job. Like, say I mean this is going to be a minute you know because of corona and what's currently going on with the fashion industry or just the creative world in general or just the world in general Mm -hmm. but you know like say you got a corporate job like would you do you think that you would like it as much as you like freelance because I feel like being freelance now like is just such a freedom I feel like I'm more in control of my career and my success compared to being at you know, a corporation, which I was at, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have control. I didn't, I didn't, I had to wait, you know, you have right. to wait a game. I mean, the thing is, you're still playing a waiting game in freelance. True. There's so many different types of things that are happening in media 
both if you're working full-time and if you're freelance that needs to be dismantled before we even decide like what the new normal is going to be like mm. there's no way we should be freelancing and we're giving content first and we're not being paid at the same time that has to be dismantled period absolutely, absolutely. there's no way you should be waiting 30 days to get paid as a freelancer and then you're taking multiple jobs as a freelancer because you don't know when the next time you're going to get paid it. hello 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 you shouldn't be doing that i love freelancing i love being able to wake up and be inspired and work like in a park or get shit done on the train or, or anywhere but in an office right but what the office offers is stability it's structure at least what it did offer was stability. You knew you were getting paid every two weeks. Right. That's now, true. were you getting paid your worth? Were you getting paid no. um, <laughs> your value? Were you able to do things that you were passionate about? Passionate about? Maybe not. But I don't know. I need, for me, I need all things to be in alignment. I want to do things that I'm passionate about, things that I give a fuck about and also get paid correctly and on time and worth my value for it. And I've, I honestly, with all the places that I have worked um, in office, I really don't think I have another in office job in me that doesn't value me, that doesn't offer health insurance, Hello. that doesn't pay correctly. Like I have a number that's been in my head for months and I was like, in the line of getting this job at a publication right before Corona started. And you know what? It worked out for the best because they ended up firing their entire staff. Jesus. But now I know that once we resume to everything being normal, I have a list of demands of what I want and what I think is valuable to me. So I need people to match that or I'm going to stay freelance. No, I feel you. I said the same thing after um, after leaving, like not being at the magazines anymore. I was like, if I were to ever go back, I would need a certain pay, a certain title. You know what I mean? Like there's just certain things you're like, I'm not going back to that. Especially like when you can make a good check freelance. Yeah, but so it has to be- waiting. Yeah, it just, like you said. check or <laughs> like you're getting multiple jobs, right. freelancing, like- Freelance modeling has paid me very well, but like I'm not signed. So it's like those jobs come once in a blue moon. So like in the intermittent moments of where I'm still waiting out to figure out if I'm going to do this full time or not, I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm working in a bar or I'm still pitching and writing and I'm still doing this and I'm still doing that. So I had like four jobs before Corona and now I'm just like, all right. Whatever mm-hmm. comes, let's figure it out. Yes, hardworking woman. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was doing the same thing when I was at the magazine. I was working two jobs just to, like, you know, pay, pay for everything I needed to pay for because and that's the thing, not getting right? paid correctly. <laughs> working for publications, I should never have to have more than one job at a publication. And every publication I've been at, I've had to have multiple jobs. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I had three jobs when I was an editorial fellow at Pitchfork. That doesn't make sense. Mm, Why is a corporation not paying me um, minimum wage? That doesn't make sense. So now I know moving forward, I'm not doing any type of work with you if me doing freelance work with you pays me more. Mm-hmm. Why would I come in office every day when I know 
being a freelancer is going to get me more money. <laughs> no, I feel you. Trust me. I feel you. Per day, per day, honey. <laughs> per day. Per day. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm not even doing a week's worth of work. It's per day. Girl, I got my first <laughs> per day before 2020 started. And I was like, wow, I really, we need to figure out how to do this full time, all it's, the time. Because that per day, 2,000 per day, 3,000 per day. And I'll be very like, cute. I was like, oh, that's not a lot of money. They were like, no, you're good. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it again. How do I get more of this? No, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to go into, I just saw that you started your sex talk videos. So you're doing Let's Talk Sex. Yeah, Let's Talk Insta- About Sex. Let's mm-hmm. Talk About Sex on your Instagram. And... Um, I know that you're like super open with not, not necessarily experimenting, but like opening your mind to learning new things about sexuality and sensuality and mm-hmm. all of that. So, I mean, I, and also dating NYC, you know, yeah. so I wanted to, you to talk a little bit about that, like, you know, why you started dating NYC, even the, the sex talk videos as well. Like, you know, what was the, the real reason behind, you know, both of them? Um, well, I started dating at NYC, um, after a breakup, after college, when I moved back home, um, I didn't really date much before college. And then, um, I went to college in Maryland. I went to Morgan State University. So, um, I was dating different types of guys. I wasn't dating New York men or men who live in New York, nothing. So when I got back, I just kept running into, um, the same men who would tell me the same things in different bodies. So I would, same thing. I would ask on Twitter, like, "Hey, you know, um, do guys ever say this, that, and the third? And the girls would be like, "Yeah, welcome home. This is what we do." So it started as um, a column on my blog, and then from there, somebody asked me to do it in audio form because people don't read, which is not no, but yeah. So I went from there and I put it in an audio form. And I've been doing Dating at NYC podcast for three years. Um, the, the Let's Talk About Sex started because I always wanted a sex column. <laughs> Refinery29 was some place that had constantly, constant, constantly, constantly, constantly had this opening for um, a sex writer for their corporation or their publication. And I kept applying. I kept applying. I would pitch things to the current editor or whatever, and I wouldn't hear anything back. And so I started a column on the blog of the same name. And then um, it just kind of hit me like, I can do whatever it is I want to do. So if I want my own column, I can do that. If I want to do more video stuff, I can do that. So I did. And that's pretty much how it started. It was like, okay, cool. And then somebody DM'd me a question and I just kind of went off. And now I get about six questions per episode now. So now it's, it's nice. I like it. Um, we aren't really taught a lot about sex, like at all. Like I've been even to the point where I'm like, okay, do I want to go figure out how I can be a sex educator? Because we're just not being taught and it doesn't make sense that we're having the same conversations constantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my late twenties, you're in your mid twenties 
And then the kids, we have the same questions as the kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, cool. No, we need to figure something out. So that's something I've been thinking about lately. But everything I ever started, I just kind of gave to myself because I wanted to see if I could do it and I can. So, okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what about, okay, how do you feel about? dating right now i mean because people are doing virtual dating i'm sure the apps are going crazy because of corona i love that i think the virtual dating is cute um i haven't had any luck on apps to the point where i've just been like all right cool i'll date when the world opens up again because like i'll get a lot of men who are like really 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 um either they just want to talk to somebody who doesn't live in their house or they're like really really gross on um the apps (laughs) But, um, yeah, there's a lot of virtual dating. The only kind of, like, I guess people thinking they're shooting their shot. I've been getting a lot of men who um, listen to my podcast or follow me, hit me up. And then they're making it very clear that they only follow me because they want to take me out or they want to talk to me about something. (laughs) And I'm just like, well, damn, I really don't that's not attractive to me like, like damn you only support me. my shit because you think i'm cute and you want to take me out like i'm kind of over it so i haven't gotten anything other than that so i'm just kind of sticking to myself right now really what about any like crazy dating my my friend told me this crazy dating story the other day mm-hmm. about how she was dating she went on a date with this guy and then i guess a, a certain time hit like it was like almost midnight and he was like i have to go and she was like, why? Like, I was like, what is he, Cinderella? Like, why he got to go before midnight? What's, what's going on? We're grown. And he was like, I'm on probation. She was like, what? <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, are you serious? He was like, yeah, I'm on probation. He had an ankle, like, the ankle monitor and everything. He was like, I got to go. <laughs> at 12? I thought the ankle monitor was at, like, 9. I guess it depends on what you do. Yeah, maybe so. I was like, oh, my God. I haven't had that crazy of dating story, but what? any nothing recently nothing um, I really when I say like 2020 I was like okay I'm I'm ready to date because like <laughs> by the end of 2019 like I went on a date with some guy from an app and that was like my first actual time dating somebody from an app that I didn't know like mm-hmm. I met friends of friends on apps before but like this guy I didn't know and like it was really cool whatever until he ghosted me after the fact and I was just like okay you know what I think I'm good and so like I came out on 2020 like okay I'm ready to date um I'm not gonna hide the fact that I do want to be in a relationship or like pretend that I don't want to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. um even if that means the next person isn't going to be my boyfriend or whatever is the case but like I'm just not gonna say like yo I don't want that because then you won't get it right right you're speaking that shit in so um I've been living on that and I really haven't found anybody that I also find attractive. Like there's been people who find me attractive and I don't be with it. And then there's been people that I find attractive and they don't be with it. I need a mutual attraction. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. Well, I mean, well, I mean, the world is slightly, I'm going to say it's opening up. New York is slowly opening back I up. I definitely think we're going to be closed again soon. Oh, I'm sure we are. Oh, 100%. But, like, we're, like, slowly, I mean, it's hard to tell if anyone's, I don't know how they tell if people are, if girls are cute under the mask. Because I could have a whole snaggletooth, I could look crazy, 
Yeah. So I was going to say you could. You said it's under the eyes. You Hmm. can see from the eyes, but they're also like not really looking at your face. They're looking at your body now. Obviously. So it's like, you know, everybody's a little quarantine thicker. So. I'm dead. True though. True though. (laughs) Everybody put on a couple pounds. Right. Oh my gosh. But I don't believe that. I feel like you never know someone could have really nice eyes and then below the nose is like that's what i'm saying like i feel like all my best features are hidden through the mask so how these men know that i'm cute in my mask is crazy but it's also gotten me a lot of free cab rides so i don't be complaining so much since getting in a wait like going wait like an uber ride girl because that's how people they kidnap girls like that they can no like ubers (laughs) or like yellow cabs Cause like I always go grocery shopping and I always end up over buying stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I have to get in a car. So I've been getting Ubers or like um, the yellow cabs and then they'll be like, Oh, where are you going? It's on me. And I'm like, okay. It's happened to me like four times this entire quarantine. I'm like, absolutely. I like this energy. Let's do it. At least they're dropping. Make sure they're dropping you off girl. Cause that, that makes me nervous. Oh, yeah, no, me I, free have ride? My, I have my, um, my location on. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I learned at um, Toyin's uh, protest slash visual. They were saying, like, share your location with your friends. Mm-hmm. And so that way they know where you are at all times. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I started doing that with my homeboy last week. So he always knows where I'm at, you know, if I'm safe, if I'm not home. So if, any, if I ever come up missing, he's going to know. I'd be giving my sister information. So, like, if I'm going somewhere and I'm like, girl... I'm with this man or yep. whatever. I'll be like, let her know all the tea real quick. So I'm like, if anything happened, girl, you know exactly who did it and where it started at. I think you're frozen. I can't hear anything. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, you're back. Okay, sorry. But um, yeah, definitely. I'm glad that you know that. Put on your location, so. Yeah. Especially yeah, the with. The first time I did it was when I went on that hinge date with this guy because I like really, really Good. did not know him, and my friends were like, "Put on your location right now!" So my whole group chat knew where I was. Good. Yeah. So, Especially yeah. like what's been happening, as of lately. Like, I mean, it's always happened with Black women, but just like it's now being extremely publicized about Black women mm-hmm. being attacked, and you know everything that's been going on so it's good that you're doing that i need to start sharing yeah. my location with people when i go out um yeah, okay i mean i deal with a few people i just like don't necessarily want everybody to know where i am <laughs> not that i'm out here that's cool. that's crazy but like. just you know i don't really yeah, sometimes i'm it. on a sneaky link but like <laughs> i'm never looking in my in my location and be like hmm i wonder where so-and-so is that i'm not doing that but in the event that you are missing or people haven't seen you for days, I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. Because I learned that the hard way looking for a friend last month. And I was like, okay, cool. So we need to share locations then. No, it, it's because even with one of my friends, she was, she like went out and got drunk and she kept calling us from some random location. We had no idea where she was, but luckily she had her location on. Then mm-hmm. Girls, along I can't even get into long story, but basically we were tracking her because she was like going from uptown to downtown, clearly on the train, drunk, like you know what I mean, like crazy. So like, thank God she had her location on. Like we had to jump Mm -hmm. in and go find her. It was crazy. But um, 
what do you fear like the world of dating what's going to be since we're both we're both, like you just said before we're both in our mid-20s and you know how dating has changed not only from our parents but just currently now just where it's even mm. going to go to the next step just just because of quarantine you know because it's happening again phase two is coming you know so mm. how is dating really like i have a little i'm a little nervous about what dating is supposed to be next um, i'm not nervous about what dating is supposed to be i just have hopes that whoever is meant for me is is also ready for me okay yes yeah i'm not i'm not scared of dating that it excites me the newness always excites me because i don't like anything routine i don't like anything boring no i meant the but, value girl the the products that are out there that's what i'm talking about fear the products oh no no i would hold everybody i know there's a lot of people who are getting their shit together in this moment and i just hope that they keep up with that once we have our new normal so yeah i'm not afraid of of these men (laughs) not right now um no not so much them it's just more of like the movement i think like talking to like my sister's a little bit older she's in her 30s like people in that age group even my dad's age group just like the dating scene or just like what they you know what they went through wise it's just so different and like niggas i feel like guys hardly want to buy drinks they hardly want to take now we're doing virtual dating we're like you you you're not even you're not even going out or making the effort to physically go see people i mean now i know corona's happening so you can't, mm-hmm. but it's like kind of reducing drinks on in virtual dates. No, well, I mean they can't. I mean if they send a bottle of wine to your house, I mean, that's cute. <laughs> a <laughs> lot of cute. People, yeah, the, a lot of the questions I get on dating at NYC is like how to virtually date safely, and like I'm, I, a lot of the girls are getting like meals delivered, and they're having oh, meals cute. over Zoom. Okay, they're having cute. drinks over Zoom. They're having like happy hours over Zoom and stuff, or over FaceTime if they have their number. So the girls are getting it. It's a matter of, of if we're fucking with people who are also willing to give that and to take the extra step. Because all all that's happening right now is like our creativity is being tested, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you might meet a man who only wants to FaceTime you, but he don't want to watch a verses with you. He don't want to have a online happy hour with you. Mm. And so you need to think about is this, if he can't make the, he can't be creative now in a moment where we have nothing but time. Um, is that something you would, is that someone you would want to bring into your new normal? And granted, people got shit going on right now, right? But like, it doesn't take much. Yeah. I go outside, I see people on picnic dates every single fucking day. It really don't <laughs> take much to do anything. So like I'm I'm I've always been a huge proponent of if they wanted to, they will. And oh, yeah. I'm still riding with that. Oh absolutely no, I agree, I agree. Same. I'm just wondering of just like not so much the expectation of it, it's just because now it's it's a completely different world, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's it is and like you said it's gonna be it's gonna test creativity so 
we'll see what's actually coming up next for that. I like the whole yeah. send meals. That's cute. That's very like. I think that's cute too. That's very cute. Send me a meal. Me, Grubhub me. We're not on a date if I'm not eating. It's not a date. Hello. Let them know. Let so, them know. I love that. That's cute for me. I know phase two is today. And however long phase two stays open, there's outdoor eating. I don't know how comfortable I would feel with that yet, but that is also a cute option. You can go to your, to your little restaurant and eat outside. I know a lot of um, LES is doing that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. LES been They're doing ready. that. They're ready for it. They've been ready for it. So, I mean, that's cute, but it's also keep in mind, it's a lot more people outside. And at this point, I don't think I would go on a date outside with someone if they haven't been tested for COVID. No, absolutely. That makes so much sense because now, I mean, even if you haven't gotten sick, I feel like people feel like just because they've gotten sick, like they have, they can't get it again and they can. Mm -hmm. And and that's been confirmed. Yeah. Supposedly you can get it again. And then even, um, people, I feel like people are like, oh, if you haven't gotten it yet, like you, you waited out, you know, you waited out the test trial. So it won't get you. No, it can, we can no, still get sick. True, yeah. So no, I feel like people are thinking that way just because, oh, yeah, I haven't no. got sick. I'm fine. So mm-hmm. yes, girl, people need to get tested. It's free. So in these, if you're going to be out there, if you're going to be out and about, you should, if you want to be yeah. home, then that's your business. But <laughs> you'll be out. Right. Because <laughs> right. I want to be outside. So I know I need to get tested. I need to get tested for the sake of the other people in my home. I need to get tested if I want to continue showing up for my community. So it's a lot of different factors in that. And I think people need to recognize the many multi-layered factors of getting tested. And it's free. They got testing at churches, at CityMD. They got testing on the block. So, like, there's no reason for you not to. Right. Um, I did want you to talk about, I know you were talking about, um, let's talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And so you're on episode five, six, I believe. I'm on episode eight. You're on episode eight. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, we did. I dropped episode eight on Juneteenth. Oh, yes. What was episode eight about? Um, I had questions about blood play and how to ask about. I'm sorry? Blood. Blood play, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm sorry. So it's like um, when somebody is turned on by seeing blood on another person, the person that they're sexual with. Huh. So yeah, yeah. There's okay. that. Um, we did voyeurism, which is when you want your partner to, or your partner wants to watch you without you knowing, or watch you sleep with somebody else without you knowing. Hmm. Um. Peeping Tom? Yeah, but like consensual. (laughs) But consensual, okay. Consensual to the front. If it ain't (laughs) consensual, I don't condone it. I think we talked about something else, but I can't remember right now. But yeah, that's what we talked about for episode eight. Wow. The blood thing is... What was it called? Blood... What was it called? Blood play. Blood play. Yeah, because a lot of people don't, don't think about it, but like when you are hooking up with somebody and you're on your period, that is also a form of blood play. I know, but you put down a towel, honey. You put down (laughs) a towel. No, but I mean, some people people really be into it because that's their kink. And they're not telling you because, you know, you might be like, oh, what? But like, some some people are really into it. People are into what they into, girl. No, I feel you. I mean, okay. 
do you think that like how important is foreplay to you to me it's like the most important it's, it's like at the top of the list next to mm-hmm. head top of the list yeah, next to head it's completely important to me hell yeah no because some people just i not everybody i mean i'm just speaking from my perspective you know i know i'm sure not every guy or female may not feel that way but you some know. people don't i mean but it's also like foreplay you- done well so true foreplay done well is super important to me foreplay done not well i might just be like well then it's no longer happening yeah then when we're we're done it could be one or two things i might just be like come on or i might be like all right i'm gonna leave or i'm over this now so so foreplay done well is like top notch my my top two and not two okay and then in this time of like since we've been home (laughs) Mm-hmm. like I'm sure every girl I mean not every girl but most girls are like using vibrators you know like I've been trying to talk to my friends about this like how much is too much like I feel like every day is fine but like is that too much girl I don't know it, I think it all depends on on you mm-hmm. are you doing it every day three times a day on eight speed that's something we need to talk about. Three times a day, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, let me surprise myself. <laughs> For me, I'm like, okay, I need to take a break. And then also, like, I get bored after a while. You have yeah. to switch it up. You might want to switch the toy up. You might want to switch your positioning up, whatever. But um, I don't think vibrators, like, replace, like, the real interaction oh, with no. the human. And that's what I miss right no. now so like for, for me right now the vibe isn't doing anything for me no it couldn't ever I'm just you know because we're limited at this moment right right and I'm just like okay when am I gonna see a man I actually like again <laughs> let's bring that back no because even my friend was trying to tell me um she sent me this article about sperm, like uh COVID being in sperm and yeah. I was like, really, girl? Like, just trying yeah. to freak me out so I just can't even, you know. Yeah, you can't have no anything. fun, really. Yeah, I'm like, you can't, yeah. I can't even entertain anything. Like, damn. So it's just literally been, okay, let me just chill. Let me just be mm-hmm. sure people look good first before it's anything goes on. I think I read it's in breast milk. Um, it's also oh. in feces. Wow. They found traces of it in feces. So, like, the CDC and the New York Department of Health, like, released, like, this um, document of, like, what to do and what not to do. And so, like, they had, like, lists of stuff, like, no butt play, no kissing. Um, They also said you should try glory holes because they don't want people to be that close with each other. Um, So, it's just, like... Because nobody knows what's really going on, there's so many different precautions that, you know, who knows? We'll be able to get it in again. Yeah. Safely. Yeah, safely. Safely. Oh, my God. So what about, I mean, every girl has probably answered this question. I mean, every girl. Does size really matter to you? Hmm. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I feel like I'm like it depends because sometimes you have a fun toy and it's 
it still is fun, but it's not, you know, a big boy toy, if if that makes sense, you know? No, it makes sense. I'm trying to think, though, because, like... Have you had any experiences where it hasn't been, you know, average, and you're like, it's still enjoyable, or that's not ever happened to you, because... Honestly, a small penis scares me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really terrified by a small penis. I mean, seeing one. <laughs> oh, okay, how am I gonna? Okay, nah, but like, I mean, I've had some men who are smaller than others, but those are also same, the same men who knew what to do. Right. And then okay. I've had men who have been bigger than others who I've just been like, all right, I'm ready to go. Right. I right don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of knowing what to do. Um, so I really can't, but on a general this is scale, such a, this is such a tricky question. Cause it's like, you're going to say, yes, size matters. And then no, but on a general scale, after a certain inch, it does matter. It has to matter. Like you, you don't tell me a three inch is going to do anything. For See, I've me. never had that. Never no, had I mean, that. I don't know either girl. I don't know, but yeah, I'm just saying, no. don't, that can't be, that can't be real. That can't be. No, no. That's so after weird. a certain that's age, somebody's life. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's life is. That. I'm sorry and, too, girl. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe. Well, maybe if you're getting it, you know, shout out to you. Right. That's the I thing. I doubt it. it. I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> Oof, uh, I don't know. And uh, on a general scale, the size matter to me. Yes, but I also consider the motion in the ocean. So okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I did see that you did um, an episode and you were talking about different types of orgasms. Yeah. There's like 14 to 16, I think, different types. Jesus. What's mm-hmm. like two that generally every woman, if you've had an orgasm, has had? Do you, is there like two top ones that are just pretty yeah, normal? I believe it's clitoral and I want to say... I want to say clitoral and vaginal are like the top two, but I know clitoral is like number one. Yeah. Cause okay. it's just the easiest way for a lot of people because there are so many nerve endings. Um, but yeah, I think it's those two, but like a lot of people like will have one when they work out and that's called a core orgasm. People have them in their sleep. That's also common. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know there were 14 to 16 types. I wouldn't yeah. maybe, maybe like seven or eight, but not 16 or 14. Yeah, I think last year, maybe maybe 2018, I read about 12. And then I went to an event and this um, sex educator was like, yeah, there's 12. And then when I looked it up, when I was doing the episode, it was like 16. And I was like, okay. Okay, excuse me. We have so much to learn and explore. If, right, right. If you're willing to explore, which leads me to my next question, I feel like every like I think you told me this before, but not everyone is as open as they think they are. And I mm-hmm. was gonna say like you know freak levels because I personally think that everything's on a, on levels, and not everybody's on the same level as everybody else. So like you know you might your freak level might be nine, ten, and then some people might be three, you know. Yeah. So. But, like, the people who think that they are 9 and 10, they really don't even be <laughs> 9s and 10s. So, like, everything is subjective. Everything is subjective. So, it's like, okay, you could be, like, what I've noticed a lot of is, like, men are, like, 
oh, I'm a freak, I'm, I'm nasty, blah, blah, blah. And it just be the most basic shit. And then they don't eat head. They don't, they don't give head. And it's <laughs> like, you could, it's okay to be um, vanilla. And vanilla, vanilla is just general and basic and kind of standard. Mm-hmm. That is okay. <laughs> you could love your vanilla. You could, you don't even got to spice it up for nobody. That's you and that's your thing. But people don't want to admit to just liking standard things. And there comes the problem because then you're meeting somebody who's not into the standard or not into the basics. And but you could be turned out. That's if they want to. Not everybody <laughs> wants to be, you know. <laughs> and not everybody's with it. Yeah, yeah. I've only had maybe one guy who was with it. And I've we haven't spoken in a long time and like i'm like okay damn is he a unicorn or like do more people like this exist like he was open to doing what you wanted to do or he was just open in general to explore that just he was just open in general which which in turn made me more comfortable being open and sharing in general so it was just like really easy for us. Like we could be talking about sex and not have it be this whole sex thing thing. Like we would have general conversations about it, about what we like, about what our boundaries are, whatever's the case. And I'm just like, I've actually never had these conversations with men like this before. Hmm. And like moving forward, these are the only kinds of conversations I want to have before I consider sleeping with you. Because mm-hmm. if we're not on the same like openness or even curiosity level it probably won't work out for us no I mean I feel you like so I guess right now I mean obviously we just talked about this but no more you know one night stands no mm-hmm. no dick appointments no hotation or ronotation whatever you want to remix it to mm-hmm. nothing happening yeah no nothing for me Nothing for me. I've been celibate for three years. Um, the last two were not. Well, the first year was intentional. Um, second year, I met somebody, and then we didn't end up being anything. So that mm. didn't work out. And then my feelings were hurt. So after that, I wasn't seeing anybody else. And then I entered my third year, like, okay, bet, let's do it. We, we in this bitch. Right. And Rona said no. So it's been like three years, but yeah, I've learned a lot. I'm open to, I'm very curious about a lot of things, which means I need a partner who is also either curious or willing to explore with me. Um, I've learned a lot about myself, what I like, what I don't like especially Mm -hmm. pertaining to in the bedroom, especially because like growing up in Catholic school, they don't really teach you about sex at all, let alone your pleasure. So just coming back to, to knowing, to relearning yourself and everything that you've ever learned about sex. That's what I've been doing for three years. So now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to apply the lesson and let's see where we are. Do you feel like you took your power? Like, cause I, I feel like I've told my friend this, but I do feel like to an extent, sometimes we as women, we were not out there enjoying our sex, like our sexual life because of us. I feel like sometimes we could be out here doing it for men. And like, 
you, you deciding saying, I don't need sex. It, I, you know, I don't need it in my, or it's not a focus. I said, you don't need it, but it's mm-hmm. not a focus. You know, you decided to be celibate for a year and then the next two years just came and you were like, okay, fuck it. We're here, whatever, you know, but you feel you've also learned a lot about yourself. So do you think that you, you kind of took some power back into it? Like, you know, I'm only willing to drop this for who's ready to drop this. Like, it's not going to just be for a momentary or like a week thing, a dick appointment, a one night, a rotation. Not even, because I won't even say like I'm I'm holding out for something. It's just a matter of doing something because I want to. Mm-hmm. So I, in that case, I do feel like I've taken my power back because I've been in a lot of situations in which I'm like, okay, well, damn, I got to hook up with this guy because I don't know how I'm getting back home. Or damn, I got to hook up with this guy because if I don't hook up with him, um, he'll be mad. Mm-hmm. And so this was like right. a lot of my experiences in college. So I'm like, okay that doesn't feel right and if I'm still thinking about these experiences to this day and I've been out of college for some time now like those weren't healthy so I only want healthy relationships romantic relationships sexual relationships um relationships with my family and all that everything has to be healthy and so I had to take a step back and and you know figure out what I want and what that, that looks like to me and if we're not on the same path, like, I wish you the best, but, like, we're probably not going to hook up. So it doesn't necessarily mean, like, okay, I'm not going to hook up with somebody until he's my boyfriend or until I take him seriously. But once I know we're on the same page, in the same book, on the same line, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it because I want to, not just because you want to. It's consensual between the both of us, and that's what matters to me. Okay. No, I am also meant, like, you know, generally, if you just want to, like, I, I, I do think, like you just said, in college, mm-hmm. you were, do, you were, ha- women have sex to please men, like, we're not necessarily doing it for ourselves, so, mm-hmm. like, if, if it, the, since you're in a completely different space than you were three years ago, you know, do you think that, like, if the, if some guy came by, and not some guy, but a guy you were dating, and maybe he's not on the same page or the same line, and you wanted to have sex, you would be open to having sex, just because you want to do it, not necessarily because the line, you're on the same line, page, you know. All um, I think, yeah, but it also depends on what he's been saying, because I think <laughs> my mind and my pussy are directly connected. They got a line. So you could say something. As you should. Like <laughs> and I'd be like, damn, I can't do this. Right. Because of what you said. And I don't like that. And so I just be completely turned off and like nothing's going to happen from there. So like, you know, even if we're not on the same, if we're not on the same path and page and I just want to hook up, I would just hope that you haven't said no dumb shit that's going to make me regret it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I see a lot of hooking up in a lot of people's futures. Especially when we hit phase three, four, whatever the phase is. Girl, wintertime, people going to be locked in with somebody. Like, they trying to find their wintertime. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. The new baby boom. It's coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means... Does that mean we're going to get more Sagges or more Capricorns? I don't know. We don't need neither. Because, you know, it's like March. Like, say it it started in March, April. So, I, I mean, maybe... A lot of people are pregnant now, girl. Jesus, take the wheel. I mean, great for those people. Like, shout out to them. Beautiful gowns. No, it's super beautiful. It's just, it's scary. 
to think about it. It's just scary to think about it in my, tw- like my mid-20s. I'm like, oh, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, everybody I went to high school with has a baby. I know people that have three that are on their yeah. third child. I'm like, oh my God, girl. I'm yeah. thinking about my next vacay. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where's the next island I'm about to pop up at? Oh, I mean, that's great though. That is. Yeah. But, um, oh, another question is do you think that women have the love life that they desire like the exact love life that they want like like for example we all we all have gone through breakups we've all gone through situationships or we're all in a certain place in our life where maybe we want to move forward in a relationship and maybe the reason why we can't is because of certain things that have happened in the past Mm -hmm. and we're allowing that to affect current relationships or whatever it is and so I'm saying do you think that women decide their own love life in a way like we do we get in our own way of our own love life in certain situations like when we're tired of being upset or you know moving on you know can we get that love life that we want yeah that's possible you can do whatever you want, but it's just like you it it there's a process to it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I know for me the type of partner that I want, the kind of relationship that I want. And I mean from looking at it right now, that what I've been shown um doesn't match that. So I'm not taking it. Mm-hmm. But there are people who are like, okay, cool, I want a relationship. And I want to be in a relationship. And so they just take the first person that tells them they're cute. And then in turn, they're settling because they're not, that person is not everything that they had on the list or they're not enough of what they have on their list or whatever's the case. And they try to um, make them fit that and conform to, to fit and be the person that they want them to be without realizing like you settled for this. So I think people in general should stop settling. I think if a lot of people stop settling because of what whatever reason they're settling for, they'll be able to have the things that they want. Um, yeah. You think it's as big as our parents, you know, like our parents' age? Because I feel like they settled in a lot of the things that they've done and relationships and jobs and stuff. I don't necessarily feel like our generation is too much settle i feel we like entertainment i will say i feel I think like we- a lot of people settle and like settling is not always bad because in general you're not going to get everything that you want right, right. Mm-hmm. but there are certain things you shouldn't compromise on Absolutely. and you know um sometimes people in our family have compromised more for the sake of us or for the sake of other people for the sake of the way society will look at them things like that those are things that um, I've noticed older generations took into accountability more. So they did settle because, you know, certain shit didn't look good. And and it was bringing, it made them look bad, which in turn made their family look bad, right? But they don't have to do that. And so, like, there are older women who I love who just are kind of, like, taking back their shit and they don't care what people think about them being older and single or being older and dating Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so I think we just can't settle 
and we can't make somebody be something that they are not. And once we, once we figure that out, we'll get out of our own way. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I feel like in women in general, we already have to settle for so much shit. Like it, preparing in life, you know, like when you have a child, you're not going to be able to work. You know what I mean? You have to, or I'm hoping for those women out there that do have, you know, kids that you don't have to work for a certain period of time while you're having the kids. That's not everyone's option, obviously, because there are single mothers out there, but it's mm -hmm. like, you have to sacrifice. You know, we already have to do that in a sense, being a woman, if you want a child or if a child comes into this world, <clears throat> you have to do that. So even thinking of that is, is... I mean, you, you, you do have to take time off for your body and stuff, but you should hope that you have a partner who supports you in the event that you do want to go back to work and in the event that you don't want to be a stay-at-home mom at mm -hmm. all yeah. or in the event where it's like, okay, cool, I'm just going to pump and then I'm going to go to work and I need you to watch the kid. Period. However you want your family lifestyle to look like, you need to have a partner who is supportive in that. And if you don't have a partner who is supportive in that and you you know you're starting a family because you want a family not because it, it fits or it makes sense then that's something you got to rethink no that's true because even um when I was growing up my parents did that they switched off jobs like sometimes mm -hmm. my mom would work and then sometimes my dad would work like switch on and off so they would both be home with us on a like on a rotation she wasn't like, I'm going to just be home. <laughs> absolutely right. not. Absolutely not. I couldn't even imagine. Um, yeah. So I wanted to kind of close it out with like a few things. Mm -hmm. So I wanted you to just, how about you pick three things that you're, I've been seeing that a lot of people are obsessed with things recently. Just like I have this, I need, to, I'm constantly watching Netflix. I'm constantly buying things on Amazon. You're welcome, Jeff, because you know, he's just becoming a trillionaire now. And mm -hmm. like, I'm constantly like thrift shopping online, like on Poshmark and shit. I just can't get off. It's a problem. So mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious of like, what your, what's three obsessions that you've picked up while you've been in isolation, just that you just, or you just need to get through the day. You know, um, is it music? Is it, you know, dance uh, hour? For me, I need to do dance hour. For me, it's been okay. planting. Planting is something that I picked up more seriously. I'm growing peppers on my windowsill right now. So um, Making sauces is my thing now. So I've been making like barbecue sauce um, with guava and mango and peaches and stuff like that. That's been my shit um watching korean dramas girl <laughs> really my whole, my whole netflix is filled with like foreign shows so right now i'm watching um neighbors in hell or neighbor neighbors of hell which is a korean show about this guy who lives in this apartment building and they all trying to kill him oh my god and so yeah so now i'm watching that and it's so good like <laughs> Yeah, that's that's was that too. My third thing, which I've been trying to work on, is shopping. Um, I picked up biking, which will be like my healthy one. Mm -hmm. But I only have a city bike, and I live in Harlem, so 
a lot of the people are either trying to take the city bikes or they're returning the city bikes broken, which means like, though we have a whole bunch of bikes up here, like some of them you can't even take. Mm, okay. So, but biking has been my shit. I'm trying to get myself to the summer to do, um, to bike uphill because that shit is hard. Oh my God. I, I, I don't have, <laughs> I like want to be that girl, but I'm just, so, people in New York drive, not people in New York. Well, Yeah whoever came here or was born here, the drivers that currently reside in New York drive crazy and they don't care about bikes or pedestrians or whoever the hell, the scooters, nobody. So That's I'm why nervous. I try to bike like early in the morning or like I can't even bike late at night now because of the fireworks. They're doing mm-hmm. the fireworks in the street. So I can't mm-hmm. ride in the street anymore. But um, early in the morning is amazing to bike, especially like around 5 a.m. Nobody's outside. Mm-hmm. nobody's outside you could even ride in like the sidewalk which you're not supposed to do but nobody's there so you could do it so I like doing that but that's if I get up <laughs> I feel you I feel you and last question is if you could name your life right now like if you had a book and this was a chapter of your life what would the title of the chapter be growing pains oh okay okay yeah. That just came to me right now. My the chapter. You were like, ready. <laughs> you didn't even wait. You like, didn't even wait. <laughs> it it popped up in my head. It would definitely be it. growing pains. Or, or I would write about all the guys I ever dated. You would like put all their names listed. On- <laughs> yeah, because that's what I be doing in my journal, and I be reading back. I try so hard not to read back my journal sometimes, and like. Uh, Sometimes you catch a page and be like, damn, girl, what the fuck were you on? You were in a moment. (laughs) Embarrassing. So, yeah, I think it would definitely be growing pains right now. Do you feel like it's because of the transition that you're going through or? Um, yeah, but it's also like I'm trying to figure shit out. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I'll ever stop growing, which is what I love but it's also kind of scary I'll never stop learning about myself but yeah I'm I'm kind of anxious to see what the new normal is going to look like and where I'm going to fit in it because end of 2019 things were like kind of clicking and I was like okay cool and then beginning of Mm -hmm. 2020 I'm like okay cool so I'm doing this on in the daytime and then at night I'm working at a bar and then like in the daytime again I'm doing other stuff and I'm writing and this is like balance and it it works for me right now and now I'm just like okay cool so where am I gonna fit in the new normal or am I gonna fit in the new normal so growing pains is what it is okay I love that well okay so tell everybody where they can find you Mm -hmm. all your pages all my pages, all <laughs> my pages. Um, for all things involving me, um, you can follow me on Life with Jordan. That's L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-J-R-D-N on Twitter, Facebook. Not really Facebook. Don't don't follow me on Facebook. <laughs> um, Instagram and Twitter. And um, for all things dating at NYC, which is the stories of love, sex, and dating as told by Black and Brown creatives. You can follow us on Dating It NYC Pod. Um, it is available on every platform except Title at the moment. 
You can also follow True to Us. That's True underscore T-O underscore U-S on Instagram. And I also just released the first episode of that podcast last week. So and that is also available everywhere except Tidal. Because the end of 2020, I'm going to have Tidal. <laughs> that's the goal <laughs> well um thank you so much for being my first guest you know no problem i know it's like a crazy time so i like want to thank you i want to thank everybody that's listening you know my prayers go out to everybody in this time and to take everyone should definitely take time to mentally you know center themselves and just like I know it's crazy right now. So like ev- hopefully everyone is okay and safe and healthy. But thank mm-hmm. you for listening. No problem. Okay. <laughs>